Hey, I'm Pastor Rhonda. And I'm Pastor Seth. You're listening to Growing Hope. Living Faith. Well, welcome back to Growing Hope Living Faith Podcast. So Pastor Seth here, Pastor Rhonda, and uh, it's another week. Yes, and I'm telling you, these weeks are flying by. Mm. It is already almost the end of May. This is my kids and my wife's last week of school. What happened? I know, it is unreal. (laughs) I feel like we've been pushing really hard to try to get to this moment, and uh, the summer is upon us. Wow, it is. It's unreal. Yeah, and speaking summer, yes, it's been nice bike riding weather. That's right. You've been out a couple of times, which is awesome. <laughs> yes, yes, we love to ride in Chattanooga um, at the River Park mm-hmm. with the the river right out there, and it's beautiful. Yeah, we've had some good weather for that, mm-hmm. and uh, it's getting a little warm in the afternoons. So you know, you don't want to try to go in the afternoons, but uh, right. it's always good. I know I was working on my car yesterday afternoon, and your husband came <laughs> yes. and helped me out. So thanks, big thanks to Eric, and uh, we were trying to see if we could get to the alternator on my Kia and uh sorrento and uh, we cannot get to it <laughs> it is very Did very tight happen. in there and <laughs> got to move the ac compressor and stuff to be able to get to it and so it just did not work out uh, but a big thanks to eric for coming and uh at least giving it a shot with me yeah so. that was some bonding time yeah under absolutely the, laying out on the, the yeah. concrete <laughs> yeah we didn't even curse very much at the car so that's always a good thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and uh so you know that's good i know you got a bit some busy weeks coming up you're prepping for district assembly yes, you're gonna be doing some music week. and stuff there yeah at the NMI convention and NDI. Yeah. And here's the interesting thing. I don't know if I told you. I may have. I forget who I tell what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm leading worship at the NDI convention, yes. and the speaker is my professor at Turbeck. That's I awesome. Think I, I might have told yeah, you Yeah, I think you did tell me that. But, oh, man, I'm so excited to meet him, and it's been such a, a good class. Yeah. And it's over and yeah. ended yesterday, and I'm starting a new one today. A new and a fresh. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So speaking of that, probably next week we are going to do probably a little bit different. We're actually going to do, um, we're going to replay Jacoby's episode next week. So uh, be listening for that. Uh, Once again, I think we could, I don't know if we can listen to it enough. It was, it was such a good, it was so good. It was so good. Reverend Jacoby Campbell. And interesting, he was in this class with me at Trevecca. Small world, right? Yeah. So (laughs) I just, I really enjoyed what he had to say on our podcast. So I really paid attention. I was going like through everything that he said, Mm -hmm. like just taking it all in. And I even got a song hook Uh, (laughs) or something he said. And I wrote a song or I co-wrote a song with it. And um, yeah, that's awesome. That was cool. Like I said, small world. Uh, right. What's the class called that you're starting now? Psychology or something, right? Yeah, it's a psychology class, but it's about um, about pursuing the things that that make us happy. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it's about um, self actualization. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, God created us. And, and the first thing I thought was like, this feels sinful. Right, that right. I would even be thinking about what makes me happy because it's not about me. But at the same time, God created me. Um, he wired me with a certain personality, sure. with gifts and talents. And like he has everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's okay to lean into those strengths sure. and to uh, minister out of those strengths. So I'm learning a lot to just embrace who sure. God made me to be in respect who he made everybody else to be that's right yeah there's uh there is something to that that yes we do utilize our strengths and things that god's given us um, but it doesn't matter whatever you do in ministry wise you're always going to come across your weaknesses too you oh, know yeah. and so that's the question of how we how do we approach the ministries and things that god's given us is yes we utilize the strengths i think to our advantage maybe or to you know 
I don't, I don't want to say be shrewd or whatever, but we do that. Um, but maybe sometimes the bigger question is, is as we're using our strengths and ministering and doing all those things, when our weaknesses begin to show, mm-hmm. how do we allow God to speak through those and, and work in those? And really, you just danced right on into today's yeah, yeah, tap yeah. dance day. I think you just tap danced right on into our passage today. Because <laughs> That's right. In those places that we're so weak, um, we can trade those for strengths in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. It's not about us. And we can lean into his strength and we can do things that we never thought we could ever do supernaturally. But mm. it's all for his glory. Right. right? That's good. So, it's really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, like you said, that really does push into today. And um, today is, well, we're going to be talking about this coming up Sunday is Pentecost. Yes, I love Pentecost Sunday. And you know what? It's kind of funny because um, obviously it's about the role of the Holy Spirit and the birth of the church. But usually people kind of fall into one of two categories when you talk about the Holy Spirit. They're yes. like, yeah, tell me more, tell me more. Or like, that is yeah, weird. Or, that's, that's weird. just weird. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, I'm one of these tell me more, mm-hmm. tell me more. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great day in the church. You know, like I said, for uh, us, we consider it the birthday of the church yes. and um not that you know on this day thousands of years ago that this was you know, <laughs> uh, the exact day but um you know i think it's um it is good to celebrate and it's good to look at um but man there's there's potentially like you said there's controversy or there can be a controversy that's kind of wrapped up in a lot of this and um, you know i know the church of the nazarene we originally started we were called the pentecostal church of the nazarene right. Um, and then we, we actually, we dropped that, um, from, from our name Pentecostal because of some of the connotations and stuff that, that goes along with, um, with spirit filledness. And, um, so yeah, you know, um, I think that there's some of that, um, but, but I'm excited about, you know, these, these passages and they're really, really cool. Like I said, I would encourage you to go read through all of them. Um, we are going to look at the Acts 2 passage, but then we're also going to look at this odd one, um, comes from Numbers 11. And, uh, I think that that's where we're going to start today. And, um, do you want me to start? Do you want to start reading? I can read if you want me to read. I'll read. All right, I'll let you read. And uh, this is number 11, 24 through 30. So Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, and he gathered 70 elders of the people and placed them all around the tent. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, but they did not do so again. Two men remained in the camp, one named Eldad and the other named Medad. Great names. (laughs) I I was like, I started to sweat. There's like sweat. I'm like, oh, goodness. And the spirit rested on them. They were among those registered, but they had not gone out to the tent, and so they prophesied in the camp. And a young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, son of Nun, the assistant of Moses, one of his chosen men, said, My Lord, Moses, stop them. But Moses said to him, Are you jealous for my sake? Would that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them? And Moses and the elders of Israel returned to the camp. Yeah, we begin to kind of see the messiness a little bit right there, right? Yeah. Um, That, uh, you know, this is a really, really cool story, and I think it can really, really speak um, a lot into 
um, today, right? Moses is the leader. Right. He's the one that's in charge. He's the yeah. one that hears from God. He's the one that that tells the people, "Hey, this is this is what this is what God says." Man, and there's a lot of power right, in that. Right. So much power um, that he has um, to be able to to tell the people, "Hey, this is this is who God is. This is what God's about, and this is what He says." Um, and and you know, it's up up until this point, it's always been Moses that's gone up right. to talk to God, to get the Ten Commandments, to do all those things, man, but now you have an outpouring of the Spirit, and it's not just on Moses, but it's on more people. And it's interesting that it says that the Lord took some of the Spirit that was on Moses, mm-hmm. so it took away from oh. him, and he gave it to other people. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's that's a, a little hard, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, because it means... Or does it mean that he became less so mm-hmm. that, you know, his anointing was like, yeah, just spread out among all of them. Yeah. And I think Joshua's response is, is legit, right? Because I think, right. I think we, we probably, like I said, maybe not this necessarily, necessarily happening like this, but. I think, you know, the struggle is still real today right. um, when, when it comes to power, when it comes to authority. Because um, like I said, man, to be able to tell people, to be able to stand up and say, hey, this is who God is and this is what God says, is, is a very huge thing. Yeah. Um, and now Joshua is, is concerned. And like I said, we don't necessarily hear the mind of Joshua. Is he concerned about what they're going to say or how they're going to say it? But man, Moses... He doesn't really seem to be concerned about right. this at all, which right. is really, really interesting and really, really cool um, in its own right. Yeah, because he says, you know, it's like he's saying, man, I just wish that the Lord would put his spirit on everybody. Mm. And guess what? He no, did. That's right. <laughs> that's right. It's so cool to see that the spirit, you know, it's easy for us to think, all right, Jesus dies on the cross, the curtain's torn, now the spirit's free, and the spirit can really go on all people. Man, God's spirit's been moving and working mm-hmm. from the very beginning, right? right. And um, it's been falling on people, and we see it through the prophets, and we see it through all of this. Um, but, uh, but man. Well, we see it in creation, too, because I'm thinking of the song, yeah, as yeah, the yeah. spirit was mm-hmm. moving over the water. I'm sorry, singing. But it is, the spirit was like hovering over that water. Right. I mean, we see it all the way back there. So it's not like the spirit was born on Pentecost right. any more than Jesus was like created and born like on Christmas Day. Right. You know, they've, they've always been. And that blows my mind when we start talking about the Trinity and the Godhead. And yeah, it's a lot. Well, and it, it just shows this desire, too, that God's had this desire to fill his people with his spirit. Right. Right. Um, and like I said, Moses had had these experiences and was spirit filled. Um, but man, now it's it's time to kind of spread that spirit around. And um, so it's such a cool story, such a cool reminder um, of, of the spirit and, and what the spirit leads us to. Right. Because right. the spirit, as it falls on these 70 essentially there's this prophesying that happens but it still remains on these two um and so no moses is no longer the sole authority right Right, um like he's no longer the one that the only one that's been able to experience it and um and so these people are these the the elders begin to prophesy they begin to um and you know do all those things that prophets do right and like you said moses's response is so cool it's man if this is for all people should be for all people this is almost the first like the priesthood of all believers. Right. That's what I was about to say. That, that I think that's what we're seeing here. And, you know, again, just the Holy Spirit, though, I mean, the purpose 
of the Holy Spirit. It, he is just so much. You know, He's here to comfort. He's here to to enlighten us to understand God. He's here to comfort us and to bring peace. But He's also here to empower us mm. to, for ministry. You know, it's not just about the Holy Spirit coming up on us and giving us goosebumps and you know that kind of thing. But my goodness, it the Holy Spirit is just so big, you know, for us to even try to, to list, I mean, we could do a whole series on the roles of the Holy Spirit, our advocate, our helper. I mean, yeah. And he's he's there for us, you know, um, that's generous of God. He says, I'm going to give you, it's like for you to take possession Mm -hmm. of and having to hold from this day forward, you know, it's like this Holy Spirit, this intimacy with our own spirit that he is there for us to use to go throughout life, whether it's, you know, whatever we're facing, he has given us. How generous. Yeah. And it's, like I said, it starts from the beginning. Like, it's not that Jesus came and now all of a sudden, and then when he leaves, all of a sudden we're not alone. Like, no, going back from the very beginning, Moses wasn't alone. Right. Like it wasn't Moses trying to figure all of this out. Like his spirit had a part of all the prophets. They weren't alone. There was this spirit, you know, that was upon them. Um, I mean, it's the same spirit I think that we experienced today, you know? And so, um, he said, it's so easy sometimes to pull those apart and just to try to create and turn it into two different things. Um, but we don't want to make this, day of Pentecost any less important as well right, you know what I'm saying because right. because there was something obviously very big that happened on Pentecost but it's the same spirit that we see in Moses it's the same spirit that we see just kind of all throughout the Old Testament it's the same spirit we see uh, in the reality of Jesus um, but when the spirit falls that right. something really begins to happen something yeah. special happens yeah it's this falling of the spirit this baptism right this like just bottoms out, you yep. know. Yep. That's what's great. That's such a beautiful thing, um, and like I said, people begin to they begin to prophesy. They begin to um, declare um, the goodness, the goodnesses of God, and, and what God is really all about. And um, and that's what that was happened in this Numbers passage, and then that's what happens in this Acts right. passage um, as well. And um, do we want to read all the way through the Acts passage. Sure. All right. Do you want me to read it? You want to read it? You go ahead. All right. I'll read this one. All right. So we're going to be reading uh, Acts chapter two, and it's this very, very familiar passage for a lot of us. Um, but uh, but let's let's read through it. It says this: When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Once again, violent wind going back even to creation. You know, hovering over the water. Mm-hmm. There's this wind that is always associated. With the spirit. And it says like this, it says this, verse three, divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language, language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all of these, are all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Perithians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, uh, <laughs> I guess is what we say, and, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jewish and proselytes. 
Cretans and Arabs in our own languages, we hear them speaking in good God's deeds of power. It says, all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? That's a great question. What does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem. Let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Can't you just see it? So descriptive. Yes. Um, I noticed in the very first verse, um, they were all together in one place. Mm. And that really goes back to Ascension Sunday, you know, how they were told, hey, you're going to be my witnesses, mm. but don't try this until my spirit comes upon you. And they went back rejoicing and praising the Lord. And now they're all in one place. Right. And I think it's in Acts 1 where everybody's names, you know, even the women were there. I mean, yeah. everybody was there, but these were the people that were sold out. These were mm. the people that wanted more of God. These were the people that, that were loyal, that yep. they were all in. They still may not have fully understood it. Like I said, you right. know, last week we talked about, they, they probably didn't fully realize the implications, I think, of right. the kingdom and the spirit and being spirit led and spirit filled. Um, but man, I, I think this probably gave them a great glimpse into the reality of what this was really all about. Right. Absolutely. And and we see that, mm. you know, we see, you know, what happens after this. We see their ministries and the, the boldness mm. that that happened. Yep. Um, but yeah, it says there comes a there came a sound like the rush of violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Mm. And I love that it says that this tongue of fire that it rested on each one of them. No one was left out. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh well, you're a girl or, oh, you know, you, you, Peter, you failed me and you're not worthy of this. And I mean, it didn't matter. Yep. Every single person in that room received. Yep. And that's awesome. Wonderful. Yeah. And, and like I said, I think it had a lot to do with that togetherness. Um, I think you can go back to even some of the original language and talks about how they were all together in one accord, that there was this mm-hmm. mutual desire for, a receiving of God. I don't, I don't think they would have really realized probably what they were waiting on or necessarily praying for, but where there was this desire, this mutual right. desire to experience Jesus and experience God in some way or some form. And, um, and so I think they were all together and they had this common purpose and this common mission or common goal, this common desire. Um, and there's something about that when the people of God that we get together with this common purpose, this common, um, and, uh, and then like I said, I think that that's, that's when we really begin to kind of see the spirit move and the spirit work, um, in a, in a way, but it's so easy for us in the lives that we live right now in the day and age of the church, instead of coming together with one accord, it's so easy for us to, once again, just look at the things that divide us as opposed to that, which holds us together. Um, which, you know, 
our tribe is dealing with that on a very deep level right now in the Church right. of the Nazarene. Um, right. You know, um, and what are we what are we going to do? How are we going to um, come together if we really really want a falling of the spirit? You know, maybe it means we've got to figure out how do we come together mm-hmm. and somehow have an accord to some degree and have this right. desire. And I don't know. Um, I, I think that a lot of churches and the church in general, like if this is the birth of the church, um, I, I think that we struggle with that a little bit. Right. I do too. I do too. And that's, that's scary and sad, mm-hmm. you know, like I think it's sad. Um, because like you said, everybody experienced the spirit that day, right? That was in that room and the tongues get divided up. And then this amazing thing happens, right. this kind of supernatural thing. Right. And the timing of that was pur- was purposeful, right. I think, on God's part, because mm-hmm. he knew all these people would be in that area at yep. that time. Yep. And so the timing was perfect on his end. And so they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is where it gets a little confusing because, mm-hmm. you know, now we get into the the speaking in tongues. I know everybody's yes. kind of sweating right now. What are you? <laughs> going to say about it um, because there's a lot of good people that mm. believe very differently about this mm-hmm. but I kind of see it I, I try to simplify it as there's all these people there mm-hmm. and Jesus just gave uh, the disciples and the people in the upper room that received the spirit he just gave them a supernatural ability mm. to talk in ways that people would get it yeah You know, I mean, it's like we can really make it more Uh complicated than that. But he knew the languages of the people that would be there. And um, and he gifted supernaturally Mm. um, the the people that had received the spirit to be able to communicate in ways that they wouldn't understand in their own dialects and you know and yep. it, and I love it too that there were women there and it mm. didn't say that the women ran out and just prophesied to women and children right, but right, right. you know everybody was it, they were telling the good things of God you know they were glorifying and praising him and teaching about him it wasn't right. about look at me I've got mm. this great ability I'm speaking in your language but I don't even think they even knew. They were just, their hearts were so saturated and full of the Holy Spirit. They couldn't help. And whatever was just coming out, they were hearing it. Right. And we still hear of things like that that happen today of, you know, I've, I've read stories, missionary stories where, you know, missionaries didn't even know that they were even speaking and other people were hearing it in their hearing in their language just perfectly. Mm. And they knew they couldn't couldn't speak. So I do believe that God gives us supernatural um, abilities to communicate the Mm. gospel whenever we need to, whether that means just giving us clarity and helping us speak with words. I know as in preaching and and speaking that sometimes, you know, when I get myself out of the way, I know the Lord just like puts words in my mouth. Mm. And then everybody that listens hears something different. I don't remember saying things, but they hear things differently Mm. because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. We can communicate his message of his love. That's right. Yeah. And it is the work of the spirit, right? Um, It's got to be the work of the spirit. Um, There's no telling how many different, because, you know, they went through a ton of nationalities, but even within nationalities, you have different dialects, you have all of these different kind of things. And, um, and so, you know, I think it was, it was very important and why he listed out all of Mm -hmm. those that are hard to say, you know, um, (laughs) why he listed them out (laughs) was because it is it is so beyond human capability right. to be able to do that. Right. And um, it's like I said, it's not that they just even heard in their own language. Like I said, I think even like, even down to dialects that right. they just understood like everything essentially that they were saying. And so this, this was a work and a move of the spirit. And yes, 
Peter and everyone else was faithful to that which God was calling them to be able to do. But the only way that it was anything was because the spirit actually mm-hmm. showed up and was willing or and truly was a part. And, uh, you know, I've heard all kinds of explanations on this mm-hmm. and uh, there's, there's a lot out, out there of, you know, well, like, um, obviously if you have this broad range of dialects and all this, there probably wasn't enough people trying to declare the message of the good news that for everybody to hear it, then it really had to be something potentially in the ears. I know it talks about tongues kind of falling down, but that, you know, the spirit may have been, you know, dealing with the ears. And I mean, like I said, there's just all of these, I think it's okay for there to be a little bit of mystery. I don't think we have to figure this out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we can just let the spirit be the spirit and just truly live into and and try to lean into that reality that if Peter and everyone else, they would have said, you know what? We're tired of waiting. We're not going to wait anymore for the spirit Mm -hmm. to fall. We know this is what Jesus told us to do, but we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to go try to do this on on our own then this wouldn't have happened. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's um, so good. Yeah, this wouldn't and have happened. how many times do we do that? Absolutely. We don't wait on the Lord and we run out and, I'm preaching to myself here, we <laughs> run out and we do things in our own strength and we collapse right. because it's not the work of the Lord. Right. You know, we really need to wait to hear from Him and to be empowered mm. and then cooperate, partner with him and be in tune with him and work with him, not for him. And work together, yeah. right? Like it was, like I said, and we hear this message from Peter, obviously, but, but like you said, it wasn't just Peter that was making a lot of this declaration. It was, it was all of them that right. they were all going out into the city and they were all making these declarations. But the cloud, the crowd response is, is understandable, right? Like, like what's going on? <laughs> like there's something weird and crazy kind of going on with these people. Um, and, and I, like I said, I, I think it's totally understandable <laughs> for right. them to respond. Maybe the crowd to respond, uh, the way essentially that they did. Um, some of them, they responded to this. They were like, Oh man, there's something powerful here. There's something God is doing in God's working. And then others were like, they were ridiculing, yeah. They're, they're there to ridicule them. These guys are on the bottle. And um, so, yeah. And that happens today. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. I think that still happens today. Um, that, you know, even at the beginning of the church, there wasn't always this responsiveness or everybody didn't respond positively to the message, you know? And that's right. what the boys, the, really the story of, of, of Acts is as this beginning. And how many times was Paul thrown in prison, right? And how many times did he mm-hmm. have to flee? Um, we talked about that. Was it last week? I don't know if we talked about that. Or maybe two weeks ago. Um, you know, that he had to flee because he was afraid for his life that people were going to kill him. And so, right. you know, um, but, uh, but that shouldn't discourage us. Right. That's what I love about, you know, Paul and all those people. It's so easy for us to get discouraged. Right. When people ridicule us, when people don't see eye to eye with us, when people... Um, don't think like we think or whatever. It's so easy for us to get discouraged, but man, how do we continue to push on? Because we've got some amazing promises. Like Mm -hmm. we see here in the book of Joel, right? We've got some of these amazing promises that God is going to get to outpour his spirit on his people if they're willing to let him be able to do that. Right. When you were talking about Paul, I read this morning about, um, you know, his ministry and his mission trips and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that 
and I don't remember where I was in scripture, but it said that the Holy Spirit would would tell Paul ahead of time that there was going to be persecution and beatings and things like that. And so, you know, that's just another role of the Holy Spirit is, you know, him telling you and leading and guiding and directing. And he knew which places to go. Um, And we underestimate, we just so underestimate the power of the Holy Spirit that not only will he empower empower us but he will lead us and guide us and direct us to the people that we need to be speaking to yep absolutely it's so good and you know this joel passage um is really really good um the fact that um, god's desire is that he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh right and i'm just so thankful it's it's not on (coughs) white men or you know or just men in general but his desire is that your sons and your daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men's going to see visions. Your old men are going to dream dreams. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a slave or not. Men, women, God's desire is to pull out his spirit and for all to be able to prophesy. Um, and it, it's, it's so important <laughs> for us to hear that and to hear that fully. And really that goes into the First Corinthians passage um, where it says that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. So mm. again, the, these gifts are given by the Spirit. And it goes on down to say, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit to another gifts of healing by one spirit to another the working of miracles to another prophecy to another the discernment of spirits and to another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues basically what he's saying is like this holy spirit has been poured out for everybody to do something Mm -hmm. you know and there's other passages that i would love to we're running out of time (laughs) there's other passages that talk about these gifts of the Holy Spirit. So, mm. yeah, prophesying, we all proclaim yep. the good news of the gospel. But then there's also even more fine-tuned yeah. gifts that he gives us. But it's offering the same spirit. Yep. And it's all given to everyone. Mm. Boys, girls, you know, it doesn't matter if you're young or old. Yep. It says your old men will dream dreams. And, mm. you know, and so when you're young ones. It doesn't matter your skin color, your your race. It doesn't yep. matter your gender. Mm. You know, the, the spirit gives gives the um the gifts and empowers and the spirit brings clarity i think that's the other point important thing too right like we can look at the acts passage and we can it can say obviously there was all of these different languages there was all of this but when the spirit comes the spirit brings clarity to all right and and that's so cool and i think that's what's so cool about this is that god and the spirit they give us all of these different gifts but as our gifts all come together and your gift is different than my gift and my gift is different than y'all's gifts out there as we begin to bring all of these together it truly begins to it brings clarity to the church and what the church is really all all about and and that's, that's what i love about it is you know it's so many times like i said if we're not careful it's easy for us and it would have been easy for moses to not try to clarify right to try to keep things a little unclear because then that necessitates the need of the people for moses right Right. like and so but the spirit does something that's different the spirit clarifies and the spirit brings 
um, that which is dark into light. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I feel like that's so cool. Um, and it's such an important thing for us to remember, um, especially on this day of Pentecost, man, is, is as the Spirit is within us and the Spirit is moving and the Spirit is working, how is it bringing clarity to the body as a whole? How is it bringing clarity to life around us, to people around us? Because I think that that's the reality of the Spirit. And when we allow that to be the focus and be the thing that pushes us, then then I think it's it's a beautiful thing that'll happen in our life. And like I said, not that everyone will be responsive to that and desire that in their life, but but it does that. It begins to do that, I think. And like I said, because for me, I may not have a gift in a certain area, but as the spirit moves and works, then it brings clarity to that area in in my life and and understanding and meaning in that area. And I think that is a beautiful thing. And it, like it's and like I said, it's so cool how all these passages just fit right. together. And it brings encouragement to the people of God. Right. And it also just gives glory to God. It's mm-hmm. never about us. These gifts are not about us at all, but it's about the good of others. And it goes back. That's what we're always talking about. Yes, yes. It's about loving God and loving others. And here we go. That's this right. is what this, when you boil it down, that's what the Holy Spirit, that's mm-hmm. why he's given to us so we can love God and we can love other people. Mm. That's right. And, you know, that the first Corinthians passage is first Corinthians 12 and it, the very next passage rolls into love, right? There's the love, this the love, right. love chapter oh, yeah. is love. And how do we, how do we love? And, and it even starts out with that mentality. You know, if, even if we have the gift of prophecy, but we do it without love, mm. what good is it? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah. we're just a clinging gong. And, and then like I said, it's such a beautiful, um, beautiful reality is, yeah. is, you know, the spirit gives us gifts and talents, like you said, but man, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to submit those to the spirit and allow the spirit to move and work within those? Or are we going to use them once again, to bring power to ourselves, to make sure that we position ourselves in a place where we're needed and all of those things, or are we going to allow the spirit to move and work and the greater good of the church? Yeah, mm. that's good. Mm, that's mm, good. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I know. I, I mean, well, we are uh, pretty much uh, right at right, right out probably where we need to be on time-wise. So um, that's so good. Like I said, and we want to encourage you, you know, um, man, what, is, what does it look like for you and your church? What does it look like, man, to be together in accord to, and like I said, not that you're going to agree on everything, um, but, but how can you be in accord and have this desire to where, man, you desire for the spirit to fall and the spirit to work and for the people to be able to experience the spirit in such a powerful way. Not that they're going to need you and that you can prop yourself up, but man, that you could truly allow the spirit to be able to work through you, in you, um, and all those things. Because I believe if the church could get to that point, man, then the spirit desires to do so, so many things. But if it's about us, if it's about propping ourselves up, if it's about us being right, if it's about all those things... I don't know if the desire, uh, I don't right. know if the spirit will necessarily fall as full. Actually, and the spirit's going to do whatever the spirit wants to do. But right. I, I wonder if we're leaving some things on the table. Potentially. I do think there's something to be said, though, to be positioned to receive. Yep, it's good. And that's where they were. They were in one place mm. and they were praying. Mm. It's hard to be divided when you're praying together. Right. You know, when you're coming together in prayer, that's 
in humility mm. of you know getting down on your knees and seeking God together as a group. Yeah. And I think that if we did that, mm. I think we would position ourselves to receive an outpouring. And I think we saw that at Asbury, mm. you know, where people were humbling themselves and positioning themselves to receive the Spirit. But as long as we think we've got everything going just fine, it, yep. it's not going to happen. Like, well, he'll do what he wants to do, right, right, like right. he said. But um, but there is something to be said about positioning ourselves, waiting mm. for the Spirit to move, and uh, being in prayer as one. And I praise the Lord, we're not alone. Yeah. You're not alone. Right. You're not alone. Um, we, we are thankful for the Spirit and the movement. And like I said, we've been talking about the Spirit ever since, you know, uh, Resurrection Sunday, you know, ever since Easter, we've been talking about the Spirit mm-hmm. and that mentality of uh, you're not alone. And um, right. we, we, God didn't leave us alone. And so praise God for that. Um, man, we are so thankful for you. Um, we're thankful that you're listening in and, um, I'm thankful for these conversations that we're having. Uh, they continue to challenge me and, and push me, um, into, I think who God desires for, uh, for me to be. And, um, and we hope the same for you, man, if there's anything that resonates with you or, uh, you have questions or things you would like for us to talk about or whatever, um, prayer requests, whatever, man, we would love for you to be able to reach out to us. Um, we do have email. It's uh, growing hope, living faith at gmail.com or you can reach us on Facebook. Yeah. We have a Facebook page. It's growing hope, living faith podcast um, podcast. Yes. On Facebook. Yeah. Man, it was a good time. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> good. I could talk about Pentecost and Holy Spirit all day. Absolutely. So, um, but man, we, we once again, thank you so much for listening in. Know that we're praying for you. Know that we love you. You are loved. And, um, man, if there's everything, anything we can do for you, don't hesitate to let us know. We love you all. Grace and peace. God bless. Bye-bye.